What's up, guys? On the show today, an inspiring story of a gentleman who was born and raised in the Middle East. Well, technically born in the United States, raised in the Middle East, made his way over to the United States, had a little bit of a shift in his uh, athletic career, changed over to the sport of football. And you're going to learn about how he adapted to the sport of football, became an an amazing football player to where he could play college football, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens, everything about his journey, the culture shock of coming over to the United States and what he has learned along the way. This is going to be an awesome interview for anybody who is a young athlete uh, aspiring to play at the next level because he's going to be dropping some golden nuggets for all of you guys and girls who are looking to get there because there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be setbacks, but he's here to share all the things he's learned along the way. You don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Listen, we have uh, another amazing story coming here today. If you guys have not followed me on my social platforms, please do so. I love chatting with everybody, following you guys on Instagram, you know, Facebook, Twitter, where, wherever it may be. Come follow me. I'd like to, to chat with anybody who's listening. Give a, a huge shout out to all those who have supported the show. Uh, because you guys were in 111 countries at the time of this recording. It continues to grow, though, as this show, this platform continues to to grow. And we're coming up almost on our sixth year completed of doing this show, and I'm just so grateful for everybody who's tuned in. Uh, if you guys want to support the show, hey, there's a lot of ways to do so. Hit me up. I mean, I have sponsorship packages. If you guys want to you know, get your business out there to promote it, I've got, you know, I've got a lot of different options. You can purchase some merchandise from me if you want to support the show. There's different ways to kind of show your support, but here's one. If you just simply want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you guys have an iPhone, make sure to leave a review, and that alone will help push the show out to more and more people. The more reviews you get, the more it gets shown to more people, helps the show grow. That's how we do this thing. So joining me today, we're going to be bringing on a football player, a collegiate football player. Cool story. Uh, I came across his uh, the very I, I came across his very brief story on an Instagram post. I want to give a shout out to some of these platforms here on on Instagram and all these social media. Social media can be a, a, a trick, right? Because sometimes social media can be used for bad. But I, I like to skim through on some of the channels and, and pages that I like and uh, come across stories like this one. And I came across this guy's story and I was like, man, I got to hit this guy up. I would love to have him on my show to kind of elaborate on this. Um, and, and, and do that. So shout out to all those, uh, social media platforms that are actually doing good things and not promoting negativity, if I can say that, but, uh, I'm bringing on a defensive back over at Trinity. We're going to learn about, uh, the school, learn about his journey, learn about, uh, his football career, as well as any of the struggles that he might've gone through and some of the things that he's learned along the way so that the young athletes out there, or even the older ones who come across this show can listen and implement some of the things that uh, our guest has encountered and, and some of the things that he's learned. So joining me on the show today, Johnny Kusa. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, Shane, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, brother. So we got we to gotta ask you this. Where's, where's Trinity? What is this school? Uh, where is it at? Where is it located? So, so people know a little bit more about the university and, and know where you're at. 
So Trinity is a, a small liberal arts school, uh, Division Three. Uh, we're located in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, a D three school in San Antonio, Texas. I have a question for you on that, though. Are you from Texas? Where are you originally from? Um, so it's a bit complicated. Um, <laughs> I was born in Houston, uh, but both of my parents are originally from Syria in the Middle East. Um, so you know, when my mom was pregnant with me, uh, right before I was born, they came over here to have me here so I could be a U.S. citizen. And then I think it was like three days after I was born, you know, we moved right back to the Middle East. Wow. Okay. So that's actually very interesting. A little, little Texas roots, but, uh, you know, mainly in the, in the Middle East over there. So that's actually uh, probably a big part of the story. I asked that though, because Texas is well known for their football, especially, you know, even at the peewee level we've had, there's been Netflix documentaries about like Mm -hmm. the peewee football in Texas. You know what I mean? Uh, what do they call it? Friday night tykes, I believe was the, (laughs) <laughs> it was wild. It was, uh, it's kind of cool. So te- Texas has, has football all across the board. And then obviously at the collegiate level, the big, big schools get pretty well known. The Texas Techs, the TCUs, the Texas, you know, like we know some of those schools, but there's schools like Trinity that are there as well. Um, and I kind of want to, I want to ask you is, is the football, even at Trinity, a, a D3 school, which would be a smaller school in comparison to some of those bigger schools is, is football taken pretty seriously there? I mean, most definitely. Um, I can for sure say I've had conversations with other people, you know, play at the Division One level. Um, for example, UIW. Uh, UIW is five minutes away from our campus. Um, so, you know, we have a really tight connection with them. And whenever we see each other, just talk about stuff, uh, they're doing pretty well, too. And so they just they would tell us how the mindset is for their program, what they're doing, what they're not doing. And then, you know, just when they're talking to me about that stuff, I'm like, wow, like we're doing like the same exact thing. Like our mindset's the same when we're on the field, we're the same way. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a division three school, but we're just taking it as seriously as any other program in the nation is. That's pretty sweet, man. It's good to hear. I want, I want those young athletes to kind of take note of that because it doesn't matter where you play. Um, some schools are going to take it very, very seriously. It's going to be an adjustment coming from the high school level to the collegiate level, regardless of where that might be. For you, I want to rewind the clock real quick, Johnny. You know, you mentioned you're over in Syria. You're over in the Middle East. At what point did you guys make the move officially over into the United States? Uh, and, and talk to us about your upbringing in the Middle East so that maybe we can gain some perspective. Uh, I think that's a big thing that we're missing in society today, especially here in the United States. There's a lot of kids. I coach uh, basketball, you know, seniors in high school. And I think a lot of a lot of them are missing perspective on what it's like outside of the United States. Uh, a lot of them want to complain because of the climate of the United States right now. A lot of things, yeah. it's, there's just a lot of noise around here, but I kind of want to see what it was like for you and your upbringing and, and uh, yeah, what's going on. Uh, yeah. So basically, like I said, uh, moved right back to Syria after I was born in Houston. Um, I think we lived in Syria, our hometown for like, till I was three. And then my dad got a job in Kuwait. And so we moved over there in Kuwait and then Kuwait is where I grew up, you know, um, that's where I spent all my time up until my sophomore year. And then in my sophomore year, that's when we moved to Texas. But um, during during my time in the Middle East, it was just completely different. Um, you know, there's no football there. So, you know, I never really got into that until I had moved to Texas. The, uh, the, the more popular sport was actually soccer. And so soccer was the big thing over there. That's what everyone played. Um, basketball was kind of secondary. 
uh, just because, you know, all the NBA games are on at like, I don't know, 8 p.m. here. And so in the Middle East, that's like 3 a.m. So no one's really watching it over there. So the big things were really soccer. I would say that was it. But uh, growing up, I played almost everything they had to offer um, soccer. They had men's volleyball, um, track and field, basketball, all those, uh, you know, secondary sports to football. But I would say the level of competition there is nowhere near um, the level of competition in the States. Uh, so my story is, uh, is a bit of a unique one. Um, growing up, I played all those sports, but the one that really stuck out to me was basketball. I really enjoyed basketball more than all the other ones. And when I got to high school, uh, my freshman year, I was actually on our uh, varsity team as a freshman, which was a pretty cool. And at that point, uh, I think is when my parents started to think like, hey, let's let's see other options. Because like I said, the competition in the United, I mean, in the Middle East wasn't, you know, that high. So they were like, let's start exploring options, you know, moving to the States. Maybe we can go somewhere with this basketball thing. Um, maybe you can go to college to play. Uh, you know, I grew up there for, what, 14, 13 years. Uh, I didn't want to leave at first. I was, right. you know, all my, that's my home. All my friends were there. So it was, uh, it was a bit emotional. I didn't want to. But uh, at the end of the day, my parents knew it was best for me. And we moved over here. And so when I moved over here, uh, it was a bit um, weird. Like I had to adjust to everything. Um, cultures are completely different, you know. Um, I was expecting it to be like the movies uh, yeah. that we show on TV and in the movie theaters, but it really wasn't. Like it's um, it's the same, but at the same time, you still there's still that factor that has to get adjusted to. Like for example, in uh, in the Middle East, uh, we call our teachers without their last name. So we would just call them like Miss or Mr. Ah, um, okay. here, when I got here and I started saying that in class, like everyone would just be like, why are you, why are you not calling her by her last name? Call her by her last name. And so that was just kind of the little adjustments I had to get to. Um, additionally, um, the whole athletic competition, I had to adjust to that. Uh, getting here was you know, just eye-opening. Um, uh, when I was in the Middle East, you know, I thought I was going pro for any sport I, I was in. Uh, I, it was just, I felt like I was that good. But then, you know, when I got here, the level of competition was just so much higher. You have freshmen windmilling off the backboard um, yep. uh, at 8 a.m. warming up. So it was it was uh, kind of getting adjusted, adjusting to that. And so I tried out for the basketball team at my first school got through every single cut except the last one I actually got cut and then I was like wow like I this is this is my sole purpose like that's what I came here to play was basketball what do I do now wow. um so it was weird I still had track I was pretty good at track so I just was gonna wait out till um the spring to do track and uh, you know you, it's Texas um every Friday night you have all the football players coming in with their jerseys on um, everyone's talking about the game, all of that. And up until then, I had known nothing about football. I just know it's a game where everyone gets hit pretty hard and, you know, they get concussions and stuff. But as I uh, started, you know, making friends, uh, talking to people on the football team, I started learning about the game a little more. And I thought to myself, like, hey, I'm pretty fast. I can jump high. I'm pretty athletic. Why not try this football thing out? 
And so I emailed the head coach of my high school at the time. And he said, you know, come through, we'll have a meeting. Uh, went and had this meeting with him. Told him exactly what I've just told you about how it had nothing to do with football. And, you know, they got me set up. They got me a locker. They got me a helmet, my pads. And, you know, they just put me out there. And I feel like my first year of high school football was kind of weird. Because, like I said, I literally did not know anything about the game. So I was kind of just out there just playing. Um, didn't know any plays. Didn't know, like, terminology. Didn't know any of that stuff. Um, my first play, actually, uh, someone gets hurt on kickoff and they tell me, Johnny, go in. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what? They just run, run down and just try to hit someone who has the ball. I said, okay. And actually, on my first ever play, I made the tackle on kickoff. So that was a pretty cool thing to have. But that was that was my kind of introduction to football. Um, I mean, like you said, uh, it's completely different. I mean, and when I was in the Middle East, my high school now that I went to for freshman year, like our basketball court isn't even indoors. Like we play games outside. Oh, um, wow. A lot of people, yeah. What I like to tell a lot of people is, you know, from the outside world, you know, the U.S. is just king. Like it's it's the dream. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone wants to go there. And um, not a lot of people know how good they have it here. Like I said, I mean, we had to play outdoors on our basketball court. For we didn't even have a track at our school. We had to like drive a bus ten minutes away to. For, for track practice so a lot you know a lot of people here take it for granted it can be way worse i mean i love it here i'm so grateful and i think part of that uh gratefulness is because of where i came from absolutely i mean that's a wild a wild story that i and i'm grateful you shared that it's 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 an interesting th concept because um had i not actually spent two years of my life outside of the u.s i would probably be just like the rest of them i lived in brazil for two years uh, it, when I was 19 through the time I was 21 and that gave me perspective. So you sharing that, I'm grateful that you shared that because like you said, I think people take it for granted. That's just the best way to put it. Um, and I know for a fact, a lot of the kids that I coach have done that and it's not a bad thing. Like they don't know any different, but it's great. It's, it's a good thing to hear from you. Now you mentioned something there that I took note of. You mentioned how basketball, you know, basketball, we always talk about is like this universal language because that's my first sport too. basketball, well, football, basketball, and boxing. Those are my sports that I always competed in, but basketball is like my passion, my drive. I still compete to this day and I'm 34. I coach, I do all that, but it's a universal language. So even in Kuwait, like basketball, you, you might not speak the same language, right? Like people can go overseas and play, but they can understand the concepts of the game. They're pretty much all very, very similar. Football, however, is predominantly in the United States. Now it's yep. starting to expand to other countries, but it's not as a as much of a quote unquote universal language. So, like you're saying, you're coming over here. The terminology is different. It's a completely new sport. Yeah. You haven't been introduced to it. You know, you got pads on. I wanna I wanna ask you this question, Johnny, because uh, when I was a little kid, I mean, we just like you guys are introduced to maybe soccer at a young age and maybe basketball at a young age. Well, here it's you know football is the same way. You're putting pads mm -hmm. on when you're in fourth grade. Uh, when you put your first helmet on though, like, did you ever, did you have to get used to running with a helmet? Because for me, when I was younger, every year, that was like my least favorite cup, first couple of days of practice, I'd get a headache just headache. from the weight of the helmet. Crazy headache. Crazy <laughs> headache. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just remember it being so tight and I'm just like, oh my God, this hurts. But I mean, after the first uh, couple of days, I think I got used to it. I remember the first, the first thing I did was I, I think my hair was pretty long at the time. I put on a headband. And then my coach got mad at me. He was like, "Hey, we don't done here. Take that off." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> take the head, take the helmet. I mean, the headband off." And 
yeah, I mean, I just had to get adjusted to it for a couple of days, but I think it was fine after that. No, that's so funny hearing that because that's that's literally what I, I, the headache. I think most football players can relate, but you know, coming into it at a, an older age, like everyone sees them on TV. Oh, they're these cool helmets, visors, everything. They don't realize you got to get used to that because you're not used to putting like a five pound weight on your head all the I mean, time. You know still, what I mean? It's still in the off season too. Like after the off season, when football is just getting back into it, fall camp, like you have a headache for the first couple of days. It's not like you don't get used to it. It's so true, man. Mm-hmm. It's the little things of the game that people might not realize. Yeah. Now, now, Johnny, I want to ask about like mentally coming over to the United States, adapting to a new culture relatively later on in your life. I mean, you're, you're a teenager at this time. You're in high school. You're learning a new environment and you're coming over here. Mentally, how hard was it for you to adapt to that? Because I can imagine that would be much different culture wise, you know, and like you even said, like saying miss instead of the last name, like some people, it's just those little tiny things that you don't realize. How did that take a toll on you mentally? And like, how did you adapt to that change? I mean, it took a toll, like definitely. I remember after my uh, first day of high school here, I mean, you know, I, I'm going from in the Middle East to having the best of friends, people I grew up with, um, just around me 24 um, seven, knowing everyone at my school, knowing what's going on, all of this to just being like put into this new system and just being lost in it. I remember after my first day, um, I went home and I, I, I did get in my bed and start crying just cause like it was all new to me. I had no idea. I, I've gone from being comfortable in this one environment where I just know everything and everyone to just having to do that all over again, having to build all those relationships up again. But I would say sports helped a lot. Like playing those sports, I couldn't imagine like just being having to adjust to that without sports just because there's just I don't know what it what it is but it's just like this mutual connection when you play sports like these guys are my brothers these guys are family and so just doing football doing track um helped me a lot just build new relationships build new brothers build new friendships and like like I said I'm really thankful for sports for helping me get through that because it was hard um especially with the whole basketball thing. Like after I got cut, you know, cried too. It was, it was just getting adjusted to all of that was all a lot, but you know, through sports, through my parents being there, helping me all the time, um, I was able to get through it. I'm glad you shared that. I think a lot of people, this is why I started the show back in 2017 is because I, I think a lot of people in the world, they'll, they'll, they'll look at athletes as they have the, the stereotype of their dumb jocks. Like they're, we call them jocks here, you know, like yeah. they're these athletes that are just, they're dumb. They don't know anything about life. They just play sports, whatever. I'm like, nah, dude, sports can help you in so many ways. That's one of them, the brotherhood or sisterhood aspect of it, depending on what sport you're playing. Um, like you said, the relationships are amazing. The, the life skills you acquire through competing in sports and being put in high pressure situations, having to adapt, having to train. Well, that relates straight into business. When the sports days are over, that relates straight to business. I work with tons of entrepreneurs who are former athletes that they literally translate all their skills they acquired from sports into their business. And they, and they flourish because they know, you know, they, they've been there on a, on a, on a big stage and in pressure situations. And they know the work that it requires to, to get a result they want. And so it's cool though that you mentioned that the brotherhood aspect because that that can help you with your mental health, right? Like it, people don't realize that like sports are some some people's safe haven. People come from different backgrounds. Um, kids might come from a different type of home with different financial situations, different parents' situations. Some may live with their parents in a nice 
tight knit family. Some come from broken homes, but when you get on the basketball court or you get on the football field or you, you, you're on the track, whatever you're doing, everyone comes together for one common goal and one common purpose. And like you said, it's like a family. So I'm glad that that was able to help you out. I'm sure though, throughout that journey though, in high school, there were still some ups and downs. I love the story of like your first time out there, you get a tackle, you know, especially scenes like you're, you're doing your thing. I mean, talk to us about, you know, now you're, you're acclimated, you're getting into the football world, but what kind of work did you do behind the scenes, Johnny, to try to learn the terminology, to try to learn the position and try to learn all these things? What kind of training did you do? Did you watch a lot of film? Did you study any other football players, like professionals or anything that you wanted to kind of see how, how to figure it out? Like, what did you do to be able to then become a solid football player? So I would say, number one, the first week of practice, um, I was like, okay, mom, I need to get Madden. I need it. Uh, I got Madden, the video game. As soon as I got it, I just started learning everything from there, I guess. Um, you know, certain rules, like, I, I mean, intentional grounding, I didn't know about that till like, one day in Madden, like, uh, I was about to get sacked, and I just threw it, and they were like, oh, intentional grounding. What, what even is that rule? Then they explained it, and I was like, okay, I get it now. So I, I credit a lot of my knowledge to Madden. But um, on top of that, it would also be, uh, you know, my coaches sharing film with me, um, going to actually talk to the coaches and be like, hey, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Can you explain this to, this to me? And, I mean, that first year I was playing football, that was all, all learning. Um, it wasn't really much playing at all just because, you know, why would you put someone who didn't know how to play the game in him? And so that one, that first year was just all mentally learning. Um, I mean, I would say up until now, I'm still mentally learning. Um, still haven't covered everything. Every now and then I'll ask a coach, hey, what is this? What is this? But um, I would just say that first year was all that film, Madden, um, just watching games too, like putting the NFL Sunday on, um, college football game day, putting all those on just integrating yourself within the sport. Because with basketball, I was like that. Um, I was watching basketball highlights all the time. I was watching players all the time. I was studying film all the time. So it was just kind of shifting over to that to, to football. Yo, dude, Madden, give <laughs> this guy an endorsement deal. Man. Like That is so awesome. Madden's like, I got so many childhood memories playing yeah. that game. I mean, I've broken controllers playing that game. I mean, there's yeah. so many things I could say. But that is actually really cool. Who said video games can't help you out, right? Like all those parents who don't want their kids gaming. Well, guess what? It, it can work if, if done properly. That's awesome, man. I um, One thing you mentioned here, Johnny, that I, I, I think is awesome for the kids that are listening to this right now is the fact that you watched games. That's like a lost art these days. Like when I was growing up, I was always watching basketball or football games. Like I, sports, like I watched them all the time. I'd go to sleep to ESPN on in the background so I could listen to sports on the couch. And like, but kids don't seem to watch games as much these days. They watch highlights on Instagram and TikTok, but they don't really watch the games. Like I'll talk about players and certain games they had and statistics. And I'm like, dude, you guys are in high school. And you don't even watch these games. Like you're not even engulfed in this. So I, even that alone can teach you so much. You start to see little things like, what is this player doing? What are these guys doing? That's crazy. But what's cool about what you were able to do is that you put in the work to do it. Like you learn in a way that like helped you learn. And I think people need to realize that like, find what helps you learn. If Madden's a way to do it, great. If it's watching film, like actual games, great. If it's talking to coaches and asking them, picking their brains, then great. But find the way that it works for you, but you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the work to understand that because in football, on defense, the general fan, I'm not even joking you. I've talked to many people over the course of the last six years. They don't even know what a cover two is. What's cloud coverage? What's a cover three? 
what's a one deep safety? Like what's a single, you know, like all these terminologies that are pretty basic in the world yeah. of football, people have no clue. They just, they have no idea what, what they're doing. So I'm like, Oh, so when you see the defensive back, he's like letting the guy kind of go past him. He expects there's coverage over the top. That's probably why he's soft on the coverage. Oh, so he didn't just get burned. No, he's expect, but that's where the communication comes in. Everybody has to be on the same page. Like those little things, you're, I mean, that's why I think it's awesome what you've been able to accomplish in a relatively short amount of time is because you came over here without having grown up in that environment, learning those types of intricacies of the game, and you were able to pick it up. And like you said, you're still learning, but it's awesome that you built that foundation of continuing to learn. So talk to us now, Johnny. When did you realize, like, at what point during this journey? Because, I mean, it was relatively late into your your athletic journey that you decided to pick up football. But what point did you say, man, I might be able to play at the next level, which is at the college level? Yeah, I mean, even after I got uh, cut from basketball my sophomore year, I still was, you know, determined to play uh, basketball in college. I still uh, did AAU, um, did all that just to, you know, because I just love the game. And I think it got to my, you know, junior year. My junior year was all canceled because of COVID. But wow. it was that it was that summer where things were starting back up. Um, where I was, I was at an AAU tournament and I think I was just scrolling through my phone on Twitter and I, I just seen a statistic that said like the first, the top, uh, I don't know, I would say six point guards drafted in the NBA draft, their, their average height was like six, four. And then if you, if you go to the NFL where you look at the top six DBs that were taken in the NFL draft, they were, their average height was like six foot. And, you know, that kind of like shifted my focus i was uh, like i mean okay i love basketball i love playing it it'll always be my first love but if we're thinking like future wise football might be the better option for me so that summer is really when i started um shifting my focus to football so like instead of going to the gym and shooting i I'd go out to the field work on some footwork uh go with some friends do some sprints get in the weight room put a little more weight on the bench stuff like that um and I've always known I wanted to play in college, but I never thought football would be a possibility until um, my senior year. I was starting on varsity and just my first, I would say, two games. It was just incredible, like just, just being on that field with everyone out there, with um, all the pe- all the fans around me, all the coaches right there. Um, that was really the first time I was like put into an actual football environment and I was like wow I actually like really love this because up until then it was just you know JV it was just um not really taken as seriously as the varsity level is but after my first game first couple games I was like this might be something I would definitely play in college and um you know just started uh making my highlights um after every game I mean I was kind of worried because I felt like I was like getting into the football world late because, you know, some people are, like, tweeting out their highlights by sophomore year. Oh, I, yeah. I started tweeting out my highlights by senior year. And so I was – there was kind of that worry in the back of my head that, hey, like, am I even going to be able to do this at the next level? But I think it was after the our fourth game of the season where, you know, I had a really good game. Uh, I actually managed to get three interceptions in one game, which, you know, after that just took everything off. I – started getting all these offers, started going on visits. Um, and I was like, okay, this is, this is a possibility. We're going to do this. Yo, so you became Kusa Island um, <laughs> on, on that senior year, man, really going into it. Like that's 
three interceptions. That's huge. I, um, I am so glad you shared that piece. It's a, it's a, a piece of information. I think everybody needs to listen to everyone gets, I, I deal with this myself as a coach. Everyone's like, Hey, you know, like I need to start doing some stuff for recruiting and stuff and all this. They're getting so caught up because like you said, some kids are tweeting out their highlights They're They got their huddle films, you know, going on sophomore, junior year. But if you guys really listen into this, the majority of people, the majority of college athletes actually don't start the recruiting process till their senior year. Um, I know it seems like a lot more do it because that's the ones making a lot of noise early on. And yeah, there's some top tier athletes that are doing that and that's okay. Like, but don't get discouraged because some people are what we call late bloomers. I was one. I graduated high school when I was 17. It wasn't until I was 18. It was a year after high school that I really hit my athletic peak, which kind of was unfortunate, right? But that stuff happens. Um, don't get discouraged if other people are like sending out their highlight films. There is still time because a lot of people, in fact, the majority of athletes, they don't really start the recruiting process until their senior year. And sometimes after their, their season ends, they have the film, they start doing it, but you do have to put the work in and getting the, the footage out there. But don't get discouraged. Johnny's here to share with it. Like for him, he was a late guy to the game, but he still was able, once he started getting that momentum, obviously it worked out for him in regards to getting, getting uh, the exposure that he deserved. So Johnny, tell me this then, um, as you're talking about high school football, what was it like playing like on the varsity level in Texas? Like talk to me about that. Um, okay. So when I first got here, sophomore year, um, I was on JV, you know, they're not going to put someone who doesn't know anything that they're doing on varsity. And then towards the towards the end, like when we, when we went into spring ball, um, at the school I was at, I was actually, um, you know, supposed to be on varsity. And then I had to transfer because there, there was this whole situation where you first moved to Texas, I mean, when you first moved to the States, you can't really buy a house right away. You need to rent. So they see, I, I guess you're making good credit. I don't know. It was my whole family thing. But uh, we actually bought a house my junior year here. And then that house was where I had to go to school. And so I transferred my junior year and, and, you know, coming into junior year, I wasn't really allowed to attend their summer workouts because I wasn't technically a student yet. And so coming in, I just came in like three days before school and was just playing and I was put on JV my junior year, which, you know, at points was actually kind of frustrating. I would, I would just look at people um, who were above me. I'd be like, I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm better than him. Um, I think I should be there, but I think it was uh, much better for me just because it gave me, you know, that first year, sophomore year developed mentally. And then that junior year developed physically, like actually play the game and see what I need to work on, what I don't need to work on. So I think that was great for me. I feel like if I would have put gotten put on the varsity level, I just wouldn't have played and wouldn't have gotten in an actual game until my senior year. So my senior year uh, being on varsity, that was when I really like got the feel of Texas football. I, it wasn't really hidden until my senior year. Um, you know, just the jerseys, wearing the jerseys to school. I was always so excited for that. Um, I couldn't wait to do that when I saw people doing it when I first got here. So just wearing the jersey to, to class, um, you know, just the whole day throughout class. I mean, when it's game day, you're not really paying attention in class. You're just focused on the game, you watch some film. You're watching film, um, and then you know when you get to walkthroughs, it's all like you know laser focus. Everyone's so uh, honed in. And then when you get to the actual game, just the environment. You know, um, I was going to stadiums like that are nicer than our current stadiums in high school. Um, I played at some cool stadiums. I played at the Star in uh, in Frisco, the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. I played at Toyota Stadium where FC Dallas plays. Um, just a bunch of these high school stadiums 
that, you know, the high schoolers, not many high schoolers get to play at that aren't in Texas. So all that was cool. I mean, I, I would say I just took a lot of stuff for granted too. Like the band, the bands were, were amazing. Um, it was just a great environment. Everyone's so into it. Uh, the next day after you're done, you go hang out with your friends. Um, all their parents are there. Everyone's talking, hey, you had a great game. I watched you do this. I watched you do this. You know what else had a good game? Like everyone's just so into it um, when it's football season. And I just love how passionate they are about it. Yo, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming from Idaho, that's where I live is Idaho. And so we're with that just for reference, in case you didn't know this, uh, it's not at that level. It's not yeah. at that level. So the stuff that you're saying is so cool to me because that's an experience that a lot of high schoolers don't get to have. Uh, the majority of which across the United States don't get to have high school football in Idaho. We got some talent here. Don't get me wrong, but it's nowhere near that. The stadiums you're playing and that you just mentioned as a Cowboys fan, that makes me jealous because I'm like, mm -hmm. dang, dude, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. you're around a lot of that. And the parents, like you said, the communities, they know what's actually going on. They actually pay attention to what's happening. So conversations are about the games. Like that's not unless your kid goes to school here, or you have a, a tie to the school. Like it's not like that. I mean, we're yeah. going to get about 3000 people max at a game. Like that's not how it works uh, mm -hmm. here. So that's awesome, man. I, I, I know that there was, uh, you know, as you started making your, you started realizing you could play at the next level, there was a transition. And from what I read in your story, it appeared that there was an injury that occurred. Yeah. So this is kind of the, with no pun intended, but like, like the breaking point of some stuff here that, that kind of shifted some things for you. So talk to us about the injury, the timing of that injury, and mentally what that did to you as an athlete and as a human. I mean... You know, like I said, uh, started off my senior season having a blast. Just I had never experienced a football season like that just because I had been up to up in JV the entire point. But uh, throughout senior year, those first couple of games, I was just having a blast. I had never had that much fun playing a sport in my life before. Um, every day going out there with the guys was really fun. Uh, something that was really annoying me was the fact that, you know, we had this RDB unit and, you know, we're all close in that because we're the position group. And so almost everyone um, in our DB unit, the, the starting DB unit, had an interception except myself. And so that would just like kind of make me mad as we went on. But then, you know, that fourth game came and I got three inter interceptions. That was, you know, my, hey, Johnny's here game. Um, so after that, um, you know, was in the Dallas Morning newspaper, um, the headline. Uh, was interviewed by, um, we had this thing at school where they do a talk show. So I was interviewed by, by that. Um, you know, it was just, it was all coming together. I felt like um, I was finally going somewhere with this football thing. And then we had our game after that, which was against a really good uh, Denton Ryan team who, you know, won state that year. So uh, that one wasn't really much action there. Uh, we got blown out. But the, the week after that, we had uh, our one game, which we were like, okay, let's take out all our anger from last week, this week, on this team. And another game in the star, um, excited for it. We're going through the game, and it was just like we're not playing up to our standard. Um, so I think we get 14 points scored on us, which is not like us at all because our defense was pretty good. And then I think it was uh, end of the uh, or middle of the second quarter, where it was fourth down. Um, we're covering them. They were they weren't really near the field goal range, so they weren't really taking a field goal. So in my in my mind, I knew you know it was a pass coming. 
And so I just dropped back in coverage. Um, surprisingly, the quarterback threw the ball my way again. And I went up, uh, caught it, fourth interception of the season. Um, I'm running it back. And I remember when I was watching my highlights from my three interception game, there was one, one of those interceptions where I could have easily just cut back and made the quarterback miss. And at that point, I would have been gone for a touchdown. So uh, I felt that same situation happening where, you know, the quarterback was coming at me and, you know, if I feel like if I just dug him a little bit good, but um, I hadn't really been experienced on the offensive side of the ball yet. Um, so I go and make a little jump cut. I get caught uh, midair by a lineman and I get hit on the ground. And I, at that point, I'm thinking I just got the wind knocked out of me. I'm just on the right. ground. And then all my teammates are excited. They're coming to pick me up. They're like, hey, come on, Tony, let's go, let's go. Um, so they pick me up, and I'm like, okay, let me let me shake back. Let me um, walk to the sideline. And then when I'm walking to the sideline, I just feel this weird pop in my, um, like, my shoulder area. I was, this, this does not feel normal at all. And so I give the ref the ball. Um, I go to my trainer. I'm like, hey, this feels weird. He's like, come, come here, let me feel it. He starts feeling it, and then he just goes, oh, bleep. And I was like, oh, at that, point, at that point, that's when I started freaking out. I was like, okay, if he's saying that, there must be something wrong. And so they give me um, a little sling. They put some ice on it. They're like, we think you broke your clavicle. Um, I'll have to get an x-ray tomorrow and see. And so just that night was just really upsetting. Um, it felt like everything I had worked for um, was just gone to waste. I was so excited for my last season of football. And, you know, it was all just taken away with me within one night, within one play. Um, so it was upsetting. Um, I would, I remember I would just like scroll through social media and just like see a bunch of high school football posts and just be like, wow, like, I really miss this and I'm never going to get it back just because it's my senior year. So next day we go in, um, we get an x-ray. They say it's broken and they say my clavicle is broken in three pieces and we're going to need surgery. And that was like, that was my first time breaking a bone, first time needing surgery. So it was just, I was just completely scared. I mean, thankfully my parents were there to get me through it, but it was just really scared. I mean, no one had ever, like, no one in my family had ever been through the same thing. So no one knew what, knew what to tell me. But, you know, I just took it with a grain of salt, just said, this is God's plan. Um, went in and did the surgery. And then for the next three weeks, I was actually just on the sidelines um, being, you know, a coach, just being a, a player coach. Uh, all my coaches actually talked to me and they were like, I, hey, we know this sucks. I mean, we know you don't want this. We know this is the furthest thing you want, but we need you to be strong for the, play, for the person who has to go in there as your backup. Um, they need you just as much as you need them. Uh, uh, just be out there, encourage them. They're, they're scared. They don't. They haven't been in your place, so you just need to be there and coach them through it. And that's just what I tried to do while I was hurt. Um, just try to be the biggest motivator uh, on the sideline, you know, try to be useful in some sense. Because I hate, like, just, you know, being on the sideline and not doing anything. Like, I just want right. to be involved with the team. So that's just what I tried to do. To do. And then, I mean, shockingly, uh, after our after three weeks, I go in for my second post-op checkup with my doctor um he tells me do a bunch of stuff like don't let me push um, raise your hand stuff like that he said so if i let you play i was like what you let me play so i got i got to play i actually got to play my last ever game of my senior year which was all pretty cool i mean wasn't 
wasn't much uh it wasn't a three interception game but it was uh it was pretty nice that i got to you know get that uh sense of closure uh at the end of my senior year yo that's actually wild as i'm sitting here i'm taking notes by the way so like when i'm down I'm like i i take all these notes and i'm like man I don't think people realize, Johnny, you, you see people get hurt in football a lot, but you see them in all other sports and you kind of just like forget about like the process, the mental tool it takes and like the process of recovery that's going on. Cause like, if we're watching professional athletes, we're like, Oh, so-and-so tore their ACL happens all the time. Okay. And then you forget about them because they're not in the, the limelight anymore and the teams keep playing, but you don't realize what that person's going through to try to get back to the field or to whatever they're playing broken in three places. I mean, mentally you i love that you said you so one of the things you said is like you just kind of took it as a, like you you went through it and you became a player coach like you were in there trying to help and became a leader that way um that's hard to do when you you want to be out there playing you got all these extracurricular like i guess external stresses on your life like well maybe i won't get to play college ball and like all these little things that come into play you still got to step up and be a leader and that's what you did and eventually it, it led you to the field but I'm sure that wasn't easy like day yeah. after day after day. And sometimes when you, you break something like that, like your strength, everything you've been lifting, everything you've been doing to like get stronger in the weight room. Well, that goes away because you can't, yeah. and all of a sudden you're not lifting anymore. And all of a sudden you get, when you finally get healthy, you're like, Oh dang, I can't do anything anymore when it comes to lifting the, yeah. the weight on the bar. There's a lot of things that mentally it messes you up. And I've gone through some injuries myself where it's done that. So that's why I wanted to kind of touch base on that. And it's cool to hear how you overcame that the mental barriers to be able to get past that and then ultimately come full circle, got to play in that game at the end. And I think that's really, really freaking cool. Um, when you decided to go to Trinity and like, you know, high school ends and you're going over to the collegiate realm, I guess my question would be this. I mean, you've already had shifts in your life where you came from a different country over to the United States. You had shifts where you, you've had to go from one school to a different school. Uh, then you went from JV to VARS. Like you have all these shifts. You went from one sport to another sport because that was your thing. But then I want to talk about like your your transfer from high school ball to the collegiate level. What was the biggest transition that you had to face? Uh, was it the athleticism? Was it the speed? Uh, was it the academics? What, what was it uh, going from high school ball to the, the collegiate level? I mean, honestly, I would say a little bit of everything. Um, first of all, everyone in college is just good. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but... Um, when I get out there on the field for the, for the first time, um, I was thinking it's going to be like high school. I got, you know, I'll have some one-on-one -on -one reps where I could take off just cause you know, this guy's not as fast, yeah. um, but you know, I get out there and it's just, everyone's fast. Everyone <laughs> runs perfect routes. Everyone, um, is everyone's knowledge is insane. I mean, it was just like, okay, I need to play up to these guys level. I'm not the top dog anymore. Let me, let me, you know. Let me come down and just try to get up there. So adjusting to that was um, pretty hard. Uh, I mean, the detail, the attention to detail we have at Trinity is crazy. I mean, we take everything to the dot, like special teams, every single, like how many steps you take, how much, how much this, how much that. I mean, everything is just to the, to the dot. And I just hadn't experienced that in high school. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like the special teams were like, you know, times you can mess around, like here, you go in, you go in, stuff like that. But it's not like that at the collegiate level at all. I mean, everything's taken seriously. Um, additionally, like your academics, Trinity is an academic rigorous school. I mean, 
liberal arts school, the workload is heavy. You're gonna have to balance that. Um, not many schools are as academically challenging as Trinity is. So, you know, I feel like other player, I feel like we have to work harder here um, just because we have to keep up with our academics. We have to do the same thing everyone else is doing uh, at the sports wise and then watch film and then do homework. You know, all that stuff is just um, pretty challenging, but you know, I had a great support system around me. Uh, my teammates, they were there um, to help me through if I needed anything. My coaches, especially my coaches, anytime I needed any help with anything, whether it was time management, whether it was motivation, whether it was anything, I could just go to any coach on our staff, uh, ask them for advice, and they would get So awesome to hear, man. I love that you – like another thing, attention to detail. These are little things that you learn through sports. You might not even realize it in the moment, but as you go out into your career path, whatever that may be, attention to detail, that's one of those skill sets that you're going to have to utilize. Like it's going to be huge for even if you work for a company or if you start your own business, whatever you're doing, those little things – that in the moment kind of suck uh, are so helpful for later time management, you know, doing school, keeping up on your grades and not only just time management, keeping it like performing at a high level, not only academically, but athletically, that's not easy to do. That's why the majority of people don't play collegiate sports. That's just the reality of the situation. I mean, you have to be able to do both at a high level. I think it's awesome hearing your story, Johnny. I want to know what's next for Johnny Cusa. What are we, what are your plans? Like, as you finish up your your football career, you continue on with your, your college football career, what's next for you? Uh, is there something that you want to pursue in regards to business or academics, or do you want to continue on with athletics? I just want to know what's next for Johnny Cusa. I mean, you know, continuing athletics would be great. Um, any chance to play at, the, at a higher level than college is, I mean, anyone would take that. I would, if I if you could tell me, let me do my sport as a profession, I would love that. But um if not, if that doesn't work out, I mean, I'm finishing up my degree here. I'm actually a business marketing major right here. Uh, so after I do this, I'm hoping to, to go to law school and then actually become a lawyer after that. So, I mean, you know, those two career paths are the ones I would like to go down. Uh, if it's either one, I mean, I'm more than happy to. No, I love that, brother. I love that. Just two questions left for you that, that I wanted to ask. Okay. Biggest piece of advice you'd give to young athletes out there based on the journey and the experience you've had from coming over to the United States, all the things that you shared today, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give to the young athletes out there? Um, I would tell the younger generation that, hey, you're going to have setbacks. It's going to happen. I mean, no one's, no one's going to have a perfect playing career. Um, but when those setbacks do come, don't, don't just sit there and pout. I mean, if you get benched, don't sit there and pout. Do something about it. Go show, go show your skill set to coach. Show them, hey, I can play. Um, if you get an injury, don't just sit there and pout. Go do your rehab. Go look up online ways to recover faster. I mean, your diet plays into it. Um, stretches play into it. Everything plays into it. So I would just say, you know, when setback does hit, don't don't just sit there and just let it hit you. You know, fight back. I love it, man. Who was your biggest mentor throughout your journey and why? Um, my biggest mentor, I would honestly say my father. Um, I look up to him. You know, I, I don't ever think I'll be the man that he is. But um, just my dad's, you think my story is inspiring. My dad's story is way more inspiring than me. He uh, went through a lot of sacrifice and um you know put in a lot of work for you know for me to have the life i have right now um and like 
just whenever I'm doing anything in life, it's just, I'm doing it just so to show him that all that work and sacrifice that he put in, you know, actually paid off. Like I want to, I want to live a good life for him. I dig it. I dig it, brother. It's been an honor chatting with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Johnny Cusa. We're going to be following your journey uh, for the re remainder of, you know, your collegiate career at least. And then we'll see where you head. Uh, you got a fan in me, you got a fan in the listeners right now. So I just be, I'm just appreciative of your willingness to be on the platform and share your story and, and share your knowledge and expertise. And uh, we were, we're wishing you the best of luck as you move forward, man. Thank you so much for joining the show, brother. Well, thank you for having me, Shane. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. For those listening, make sure you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of Johnny's interview. We'll be coming to you next week with another one. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.